One of the main contests in next year's US elections will be for Hispanic voters. They have favoured the Democrats, partly because of their Catholic heritage. But among Hispanics, there's now a big shift away from Catholicism. So what are the implications for the election? El Hardy is the author of Beyond Belief, How Pentecostal Christianity is Taking Over the World, and she wrote about this shift for the online magazine Unheard. The figure has gone from 67% in 2010 to 46% now. So that's obviously a really significant shift. Some of it is accounted for, I think, just in the wider cultural phenomenon that we're seeing in in all sorts of places in in the Western world. People that might have traditionally ticked the box saying that they were Catholic or Anglican or something like that will now say that there are none, N-O-N-E. But with the American Hispanic population, it's really interesting because it is also quite a profound religious shift. So what we're really seeing is something that's being mirrored in a wider political trend, actually, which is that There's a lot of Hispanic people moving away from the Catholic Church and they tend to either become evangelical and vote Republican or they're sort of becoming big city liberal secular people who are voting Democrat. You've spent a lot of time in Latin America and we've discussed that for your book, uh, Beyond Belief. The trend is happening there too. Is America just catching up? Latin America is certainly seeing huge amounts of Catholics convert to evangelical and particularly Pentecostal Christianity. So this is something that we're definitely seeing a a real decline in Catholicism in all of the Americas. Brazil, more or less as we speak, Pentecostals are overtaking Catholics this year, which is, you know, incredible considering I think it was about 3% of the population was was Pentecostal in, in 1980. So they've undone 500 years of Catholicism in about 40 years. Mexico is still really a a bastion of Catholicism, but Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, they're rapidly Pentecostalizing populations as well. Do Hispanics in America have the same reasons for their migration from Catholicism to evangelicalism as those south of the border? In a lot of ways, yes. It's often said that the great driver of people towards evangelical or, or Pentecostalism is sort of use them interchangeably, but but these are by and large people who are going to the Pentecostal faith, which I would say is, is a branch of the evangelical Christianity. The large driver of that is usually said to be health and wealth. So it's really helping people with their problems in the here and now as, as well as the ever after. There was a Pew study in 2014 that said almost half of Hispanics who were raised Catholics but became evangelical or Pentecostal said that a really important factor in them finding a church was one that reaches out and helps its members more. So whether it's necessarily true or not, there is certainly a perception in the community that these evangelical Pentecostal churches are really helping people more and probably more embedded in their community and probably more a more authentic representation of their Christianity than the Catholic Church. It's a real challenge, though, to our thinking, Elle, because, you know, Catholics will point to extraordinarily wide networks of social services, especially across the United States. And if Catholic bishops are generally conservative on questions of immigration, they're anything but they're quite an irritant to uh, White Houses, both uh, Democrats and Republican pushing for more liberal immigration. This doesn't seem to show up, though, in these figures. 
No. And I mean, if anything, the proportion of people, often much younger Hispanics who are becoming nuns, N-O-N-E-S, they're saying that a large part of this is due to the conservatism of the Catholic Church. It's being perceived as becoming more conservative. But obviously, at the same time, there, there is you know, a significant proportion of, of these Hispanics who are turning to a different kind of conservatism, which is that that sort of classical Republican-American evangelical conservatism. So it's certainly not cut and dried. Yeah, and this is a really fascinating point. How is this about fitting in to American political culture as well? Because there's always a political tinge to a lot of American religion. There is. And something that we've seen globally that is a really big thing when people become a born-again Christian they really see a demarcation in their life before and after. It's a really big moment in their life. And, and often, you know, it might involve giving up the drink or gambling or getting your family back together or something like that. These born-again moments are really, really big thing in people's lives. You know, for some people coming over the border and then maybe becoming born again, it, it's sort of a, it's a spiritual and it's an actual experience. They're being baptised as a follower of Jesus and becoming an American. America's got a lot of problems, but they're coming from places with a lot more problems. And they really see this getting to America as this huge moment in their life that has that almost born-again feeling. There's no more um, American religion than evangelicism. I know it's misunderstood, but it's still a very powerful factor. What about the role of the so-called prosperity gospel embraced by some Pentecostals? What appeal does that hold? Once again, it's this idea of you coming to America to make a better life, um, to give your children a better life, and that your faith and your hard work is going to be rewarded. A lot of migrants really, I think, feel empowered by that. It gives them you know, something to pull themselves up with, and they see it fits into the American dream and to the life that they want to live, and, and they often embrace it. We're heading into a political season in the US in readiness for the 2024 elections. Your piece deals with some really hard political realities. And to some extent, Elle, I I get the impression the realities are not good for Democrats. What did you find? This is really the most fascinating part for me. I mean, I think anyone that's that's sort of casually watched American politics for some time, there's been that thing that, oh, is Texas turning purple? Is Texas going to be a blue state soon, you know, because of this Hispanic migration? And that would obviously, you know, just have a seismic effect on the overall electoral council. Yeah, the the votes that, that come from the electoral council. But it really seems to be turning the other way. And this is largely from what we can see at the moment, on the back of the Hispanic population. So, for example, the Rio Grande Valley, which goes along the Texas-Mexico border, some of these counties are 98 99% Hispanic identifying. These have had massive swings just in the last two elections. For example, there's um, Zapata County. Hillary Clinton won it by 33 percentage points in 2016. It flipped entirely for Trump in 2020. Neighbouring Star County had a 55-point swing, so it was 60 points up for Clinton in 2016. Biden won it by just five. What's really fascinating is when you sort of overlay that with the religious changes in the county as well. So in 2010, about 33% of Star County claimed that they were part of a religious congregation. By 2020, that number had grown to 73%. And it's really difficult 
I, I think almost impossible to to see these these two changes in religious and political affiliation as as something that you can separate. There seems to be a sort of social conservatism in these areas that are seeing people really identify with the Republican Party, even in spite of, of all Trump's rhetoric about building the wall and and that perceived notion that this was a almost un-American place, that this was a you know, almost a place that needs to be cleansed in some pretty horrific rhetoric. And that just really doesn't seem to be the case of what people are thinking and feeling on the ground. There's always a revelation in what you write, Elle, and uh, and that is very, very interesting. Elle Hardy, she's the author of Beyond Belief, How Pentecostal Christianity is Taking Over the World. Elle's also the co-host of a fascinating podcast called False Prophets about the Hillsong Empire. But we've been discussing a recent piece of hers in Unheard magazine, and we'll put a link to that. Thanks for coming back to the Religion and Ethics Report, Elle. Always a pleasure. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.